Today on the DML News Podcast, a Florida seat that was held by Republicans has been flipped to Democrat. Who's to blame? DeSantis or Trump? We'll talk about that. Also, the GOP, at least right now, is starting to splinter. Danger, danger everywhere. I've told you, it's coming. And of course, the World Economic Forum just sending sending shivers down the spine. We've got these and more, so get ready because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch and I thank you for joining me today. Across from me is Denny and we've got a really interesting program for you today. A lot of it's going to circle around what's happening right now in the GOP during this primary. Uh, It seems to happen like this every single time there's a primary, but more often than not, uh, when Trump is involved. And so we're going to get deep into the roots. How do we stop from splintering our party? Uh, With that being said, Ryan, what do you got here for a shake? Uh, Today, it's uh, yogurt, pineapple, mango, and banana. Definitely got the mango. We got banana every day. I'm a happy guy for that. Denny, when I review the past eight years, nine years that I have been officially podcasting, it's been a very interesting road. I mean, I started doing those walk-in talks after I had been on television for all those years. I started doing the walk-in talks, and then I made it more formalized uh, through sitting down at a desk. We started off at a big, uh, huge uh, place we called the estate that we had rented out to make into a studio. Then we brought it into uh, the cottage we had in the back of our house. We converted, poor Ryan, converted into a studio. And now here we are in an official studio, which we've built. There has been a lot of changes in the way in which uh, I present the message when you talk about aesthetics, but I've always been consistent in my messaging and my messaging has always been about what's better for America. And in 2015, 2016, I was, as far as media personalities go, when you talk about having a presence on Facebook and having a presence on television, I was one of the first, if not the only person with a major television show to come out and push Trump from the get-go. I never thought Cruz. I never thought Rubio. I certainly never was for Jeb Bush. I was for Trump from the get-go. At the same time, as, as passionate as I have been in my support for Trump, I've also been just as passionate as my, uh, for my ability to see through Uh, the personality of Trump and go toward the politician of Trump because ultimately Donald Trump is never going to pay my mortgage. He's never going to pay your food bill. He's never going to pay Ryan's car insurance. He's never going to be able to stop somebody else out there uh, from illegal immigration and what's happened to them at the hands of an illegal alien, whether their job's been stolen or their life's been taken or their, their child has overdosed from fentanyl. So I always look at it at a much bigger level. How is this going to impact my country? How is this going to impact the future? How is it going to impact the party? 
because the Republican Party has always been very weak in its uh, messaging and its ability to stick together. I've said how many times on this program and other times, I just said it this weekend with my buddies. I said, if I were to go to war, I would never want a Democrat for anything. I wouldn't want to be married to one. I don't want to hang out with one. I wouldn't vote for one. But if I were to go to war and I had to be in a foxhole, I'd say, who around here are the Democrats? And that's the foxhole I'd go into because they stick behind each other thick and thin. The GOP does not do that. You never see the Democrats go to war like the three of these people are at war right now. And I'm talking about DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Donald J. Trump. And not only are they at war, but their supporters are now at war. And the stuff that I'm reading on Twitter X is very concerning to me because I think that unless some voices of reason get in and start reining back some of the craziness that's out there, we are guaranteed to lose 2024. And I think we just got a taste of that this week. There was a special election in Florida for the Florida House. Ron DeSantis has been enjoying a supermajority. That's why we're getting a lot of things done. That's the beauty of Florida. That's the beauty of why I say it's Christmas every day here. We've got a really hardcore conservative governor, and we've got a hardcore Senate and a hardcore House on a state level. We've even flipped all the school boards to go red. We have flipped towns and cities that were never flipped before. That was not Trump's doing. That was Ron DeSantis's doing. When Ron DeSantis won in whenever it was that he won the governorship, what was it? The first time he won was probably 2020 uh, or no, 2018. When he first won, he had Trump's endorsement. Thank God he did. He squeaked by that crack addict, homosexual black dude, Gillam. But when he didn't have Trump's endorsement, this last go round, when Trump said to him, screw you, you haven't come out and say you're not running. For, remember, he, did, he didn't say he was running for president. He didn't say he wasn't going to run for president, right? He didn't declare anything. But because he didn't say he wasn't running for president and because his popularity was shooting through the roof, Trump hated on him, called him disloyal and would not give him the endorsement. Ron DeSantis won this state by more than 20 points in a historic victory. All right. So there is a guy in Florida. He's a Republican in the House. He decided to retire and take a or retire from the House and take a school job, right? Working at school. I'm going to let you give the hairy details. But when he did that, there was a special election. And that special election had a Republican and a Democrat. This is in a county where Trump lost by five points. And DeSantis won by 11. This woman, her name was uh, Erica Booth, was all in 110% Trump, 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 Trump. She just got her loss handed to her by a Democrat. We took a Republican seat and flipped it from red to blue. And the crazy crazy thing about this 
is that the Trump supporters, and I'm a Trump supporter, but I'm a DeSantis supporter. I'm on Team Red. I'm not on Team DeSantis. I'm not on Team Trump. I'm on Team America and Team Red. And the Trump supporters are out there blaming DeSantis for this loss because he's out campaigning for president. And that's the poison. This is not Ron DeSantis' fault. If anything, this is another warning sign that you will lose the elections because there just isn't enough people who love Trump. That's my take on it. If you disagree, fantastic. My warning isn't Trump's a scumbag, Ron DeSantis is God. My warning is if these people and their party followers do not come together as one, we are going to get our asses kicked in 2024. Uh, yeah, I, this is not a good sign. I think it was a podcast or two ago where we were talking about how um, you know, Florida really is a deep, heavy red state since, especially since DeSantis has been in, in that governor's seat. Now you're kind of seeing some fracture there. I think one of the first fractures was when that mayor in Jacksonville won, the Democrat mayor. That was uh, some point last year, just recently. And, yes, yeah, yeah, it was the and, recent election, and yeah. now you actually have a house seat being given over to uh, the man's name is, I believe, Tom Keene. He won by, Keen. yep, he won by fifty-one percent of the vote, and Erica Booth had forty-eight percent. So I mean, you know, uh, three-point spread is pretty decent. And, and and keep in mind something though. Well, they have the official count. They said she lost by five hundred and ninety votes. Okay. Now, 590 sounds like, oh, that's what that was by the hair in your chinny chin chin. No, we're talking about a county size. We're talking about a small voter pool, okay, in a special election. So she lost by three points. Three points in any poll, three points in any election is a big win, all right? Now, again, for the emotional-minded, they're not going to look at the facts. They don't want to ever admit that we have a problem. And this is why the cancer continues to grow. But for those of us who look at numbers and aren't emotionally attached, my only emotion is for the United States of America. All these other people, Trump, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, they come and go. America is what stays. I'll put it to the media. I'll put it to the media. Same thing. There is no one personality that is bigger than the network. And the networks realize this. Bill O'Reilly gets fired. Oh, my God, Bill O'Reilly, he's been number one for 17 years. Fox never missed a beat. Oh, my God, Megyn Kelly, she's leaving. Fox never missed a beat. Tucker Carlson was fired. There goes the network. They're right back at number one again. This, the country is bigger than any one of these people. That's what's being missed. And if we don't figure out how to fix this problem, we are going to continue to lose. I'm going to read something from Twitter that actually said to me, to say to you, you might want to take that. Um, I saw something on Twitter and it struck me because it's, it's supportive of what it is that I have warned about time and time again. Candace Owens, who as far as I'm concerned, 
is very articulate and very smart, but she will do whatever the wind tells her to do. So this way she can continue to get the support she wants and get the supporters she needs. And I mean, have you ever noticed about the big, huge war between her and Ben Shapiro just fell off the face of the earth? Because what they did, I guarantee you, is they sat around the table and they said, we're going to be losing followers. We're going to be losing revenue. Cut it out, the two of you. And so the real debate between the two of them, the problems that they had with each other, ended for the betterment of the country, uh, the company, okay? But Candace Owens will go wherever the wind takes her. Trust me on that one. She writes, at risk of offending everyone, I was early, I was very early to say that DeSantis's campaign was dead on arrival, partly because he has a personality problem, but mostly because his online orbit of influencers took every opportunity to insult Trump supporters, the very people they needed to bring over. You need votes to win. It's that simple. Now that Trump crushed in Iowa, many DeSantis supporters are rightfully calling for everyone to unite behind Trump, but there is a similar orbit of Trump, uh, Trump supporters saying, no, we don't want you now. Unbelievably short-sighted. We need votes to win. Take a 48-hour victory lap if you must, but we don't need people who supported DeSantis voting Biden. Now, what she does there is she sort of touches both topics. So this way she doesn't piss anybody off and she keeps them all online. So what she does is she blames DeSantis influencers for attacking Trumpers. But meanwhile, if you ever look at what Trump did, he set the precedent of let's attack DeSantis. So, I mean, she is totally blind in her commentary. At the same time is... I like what she says when she says to the Trump people, hey, we can't win without the DeSantis people. So she's calling for sanity. At the same time, she does it the wrong way because she blames, she points fingers at DeSantis people and they're sitting there saying, what are you talking about? Your guy has been beating the crap out of my guy. And so here is a response that I thought was just so spot on. This comes from a guy named Brian Jacobson. No one is uniting behind Trump, Candace. Trump and his campaign called DeSantis a pedophile, said Casey faked her cancer, said DeSantis had a role in killing his sister, said that DeSantis's were bad parents and called Casey a C-word that rhymes with bunt. That entire time, people like you had the nerve to gaslight us by calling us mean for pointing out that you have no good reason to support Trump from a policy perspective. You ignored Trump's leftist policy shift and pretended like he wasn't running the most despicable campaign in modern politics, all because you didn't want to tell your audience the truth in fear of upsetting them. I don't vote for left lying leftists. You wanted Trump, you got him. You can suffer the consequences. That attitude that he has right there, that is cemented. It ain't leaving. That guy right there will not pull the lever for Donald J. Trump. The only way that that happens where he will say, I forgive, is if DeSantis says he forgives. Nikki Haley's folks are never going over to Trump. So you... But you want to know what it's going to take for that to happen? Trump has got to make a phone call to Ron DeSantis and say, I'm sorry for all the things I said about you. 
let's mend our fences and try to bring the party together. I don't know how else it happens. I have been doing this for a long time. I am telling you right now, I would predict every dollar I have in the bank that we lose if Trump doesn't take the leadership spot and put an olive branch out to Ron DeSantis. Look what just happened with Vivek. Over the weekend, Trump thought Vivek was stealing some of his thunder, put out a tweet or a truth, whatever it's called. He's not MAGA. And what does Vivek do? Vivek lets it go in one ear and out the other because he wants a position in the administration and wants to lift his profile and knows he could do it by campaigning next to Trump. And what does Trump do? As soon as Vivek kisses the ring, total forgiveness brings him in and now has him up on stage because he's going to use Vivek in every possible way he, he can. Real leadership. Trump will see the damage of the party and that he cannot win without these two candidates' folks coming over. The time to do that is now. Trump knows that DeSantis doesn't have a chance in hell, and neither does she, unless something happens to him. He should send that olive branch now, so this way he gets the folks over that he needs. Because without this guy and millions of others like him, he is going to lose, and we all go down with him. That is my take. I ain't going to change it. It ain't anti-Trump. It's not pro-DeSantis. It's pro-America. It is pro-logic. That's it. I don't want Biden for another four years. And so I don't give a rat's ass whether it's DeSantis or Trump. I've said that since the beginning. And now Trump is getting it. Would I have rather had DeSantis? Absolutely. I think he is the future, or at least his mindset is the future of the party. You had Reagan without the personality in DeSantis, and people threw him away. They ignored what he did in Florida. So be it, because Trump's pretty decent at what he does too. But unless he coalesces and rings everybody together like a real leader like Reagan did, we can say goodnight. Bottom line. Right. I mean, I I do think it would help if uh, there are some branches that are mended. I mean... He gave like a little congratulations to both, um, you know, to Sanders and Haley during his uh, Iowa victory speech. What did he say? Because I didn't hear it. Uh, you know that they ran some very brief. It wasn't anything. Oh no no no! I do remember what it was. He called them strong competition. He referred to them as you know we beat the competition. We had real strong competition. Right. Meaning um, that they were they were viable candidates. First time he's well. First time he's ever said anything nice about DeSantis. Yes, and that's the thing. Without I, saying it by name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if they could come together, I mean, um, I'm not as concerned about him bringing Nikki over because I think Nikki's voter base is just either uh, misguided Republicans or people who just want to see a woman as president. And then, truthfully, I mean, Democratic donors. Um, I was actually speaking to Anita about it. Andy Sabin from out of East Hampton, multimillionaire, um, and he's even been coined the Republican kingmaker, uh, was one of the big donors behind Haley. You know, so she, what my fear I think might become is if DeSantis does drop out, where does his supporter base go? Because as you just read with that one uh, tweet, if, if it's definitely never Trump, never Trump, they may switch over to her. And as it is, you know, she she is starting to pull in a direction that maybe has everyone a little like, okay, where could this be going? Um, it would still take 
great strides for her to get to Trump level. But again, you know, one less person in the race, where does that voter pool go? Like when Vivek dropped out, I think naturally most of his supporters went to Trump. Um, if Ron were to drop out, where are they going? Are some still going back to Trump? Or are they just going to say, I can't do another Trump four years, and then they switch over to her? If, if Trump was carrying himself like a Reagan, and he wasn't trying to win via destroying his competition, and what I mean is DeSantis. Because remember, if you destroy Biden, that's one thing. He's completely on the other team. He does not stand for any of the things you stand for. He has basically destroyed everything that you put in place and is trying to get you imprisoned. He is truly, Biden truly is the enemy. Ron DeSantis is not the enemy. Ron DeSantis and you check a lot of the same boxes when it comes to how it is that you would go about. In fact, I shouldn't say that. DeSantis and Trump probably check almost every single box there is with the exception of um, how far do you go with abortion, right? They check every box in their belief system. They just have a different way of going about it, so to say, but they're on the same team. And what Trump does is he destroyed, look what he just did with Vivek. There is no better example than what I'm talking about. On Sunday, Vivek was poison, and on Tuesday morning, he was God because he said, I now endorse Trump. He, he, he will change his tune that quick, and people just let it go. Nobody ever holds him accountable for it. Now, that's politics. You could say that that's politics. At the same time is, there's a difference of me saying uh, things about Nikki Haley and how she votes, like DeSantis. What DeSantis does is he'll sit there and he'll say to Nikki Haley, oh, she lies, she lies, and she'll say, oh, go to DeSantisLies.com. That's politics. But when you do some of the things and say some of the things that Trump has said about DeSantis, simply to try to destroy him so this way you can win without any problems, that's a problem because now what you did is you lit a good man on fire and the people who are going to coalesce behind him are going to say, screw you. If you go back and look at the numbers, that's what I'm asking you for. All this other stuff is hyperbole, it's emotion, it's it's, it's analysis. Don't look at any of that. Look at the effing numbers. When you look at the numbers... Trump lost the last election to uh, Joe Biden. If you look at the numbers and say that none of it was tainted, just look at the numbers. Had Trump not lost the percentage of GOP folks who were never Trumpers, I'll never vote for him for the way he carries himself, he would have won the election based on the numbers. And what's happening right now, look, let me ask you a question. I'll give you what it is that the, the left is saying right now. And they've got a... They got a plausible argument, Dennis. You asked a question two minutes ago. If Ron DeSantis wasn't in the race, how would this have gone? Where his votes go? His votes aren't going to Nikki Haley. His votes, by and large, are going to go to Donald Trump. So Donald Trump pulled in 51,000 people in the caucus. DeSantis pulled in 20 to 21. She pulled in 19,000. So theoretically, let's just say 1,000 went to Nikki and 20,000 went to Trump. He would have had a 71,000 to 20,000 landslide victory. He didn't have that. 51% 
The other one said I, the other half of a very, very conservative state of Iowa said, I don't want him. I don't want him at all. And so they split between him. The better question is, if Nikki Haley wasn't in the race, where did those votes go? And those votes go to Ron DeSantis because the, the, the votes for her are the never Trump crowd. And so the never Trump crowd is going to say, all right, I'm not crazy about DeSantis because he may be a little bit too right wing for me, but he ain't Trump. And they turn around and they vote for DeSantis. You would have had a much closer uh, fight. Look what's going on in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a New England state. So by and large, you are going to get a more liberal, moderate Republican than you will in the heartland. I know this. I campaigned, if you will. I campaigned in New Hampshire. I saw the way they approached things. Very different than when I was talking to the people in Iowa. That's why Nikki Haley's doing so well in that state, because you've got the people who call themselves Republicans, but really in any other state, they're a lefty. That's why she's doing so well. So Trump's going to get all of those MAGA and all the real Republicans, and she's going to get all the moderates. Think about that. It's a 50-50 split. He's going to win by, he ain't going to win by a landslide in New Hampshire like he did in, in, uh, in Iowa. And why is that? Because DeSantis has given no time to New Hampshire. So all those people are going to go to Nikki Haley. In fact, if you look at the polls now, he's only pulling at 5%, meaning DeSantis is only pulling at 5% in New Hampshire. So you're going to see a much tighter race there between those two. Trump is going to need DeSantis's people. And he's ignoring it. And it's an epic mistake because what's going to happen is the distaste for the way he's carried himself against DeSantis is going to seep in. Right now, it's the skin level. But when it gets into the tissue, he can't win. I'm telling you right now, you mock this podcast. We play this back. If this, this crap doesn't change right now, if I keep on reading these sort of things on Twitter, it's lights out. And it's all up to him. He has got to... In the, you know how the left says all the time, they're mad at January 6th because he did not get on television quick enough and tell everybody to go home. Well, I don't necessarily believe that. But I will tell you right now, I'll call the same thing. If he doesn't get on the phone right now and, and reach out to Ron DeSantis, DeSantis with an olive branch and publicly make a statement that he's a good man, people are never going to forgive and he's not going to win. You you don't think uh, Biden's not bad enough to still motivate? You know, we were actually talking about it earlier, me, uh, Ryan, Ashley. If uh, there would be a two point of a silent majority, where even those that may not have an affliction for Trump would still vote for him because they just can't imagine another four years under Biden. Let's assume for the moment. If you look at the numbers, I think it was 81 million to 73 million. Was that the vote? Uh, the vote finalized? Ryan, can you look that up? Just look that up real quick. I'll look it up. So let's assume for the moment that it was 81 million to 73 million. How many votes there were? Trump got 74 million. So I was right. Yes. And he got 81. Yeah. All right. So you're looking at a $7 million, $7 million. You're looking at a 7 million person swing. Right. Let's assume for the moment 
that Trump can cut that number down by at least half because he's going to pull the independents, right? So he's going to pull, he's going to take half the independents that said, hey man, I went for, I, I went for Biden. I can't do that again. And he gets half. Now you're looking at an even run, right? Because Biden loses three and a half million. Trump picks up three and a half million. You're at this even keel. But now Trump is going to lose all the DeSantis people or a good majority of the, he can't lose a single person out of the DeSantis camp because all that does is lower his number. You are not going to get Democrats in the sort of numbers that you need to leave Biden for Trump. They will vote for Biden and say, hey man, we got through the last four years. If he can't do it physically, we'll take Kamala Harris. They're not going to say goodbye to Biden and the kind of numbers you need to go to Trump. But the people who won't be for Trump, you've already got the never Trumpers. They're never coming over. And now you're going to make DeSantis people into never Trumpers because of the way you treated a good man, a good family man, and a fantastic governor. He is making an epic mistake. And we're all going to pay for it. I guarantee it. Well, then this is where I kind of get into the head loop. Um, If Trump likely has a lesser chance of beating Biden in the general election, why are there so many facets such as the lawsuits getting in the way to potentially take him out of the running? Wouldn't the Democrats want him to run so that it's an easy win? My answer to that would maybe not make a lot of sense, but I feel it in my heart. When you want to win and losing is not an option, you will do anything and everything to ensure that victory. That's the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. The Republicans hope for the best. The Democrats prepare for the worst. So the Democrats say, hey, man, you never know what happens. You can never know what happens. We need to get this guy out of it. We need to get him out of it. You never know what happens. You never know what happens. And they're playing it smart. They, they, they are preparing for the worst. You know what I don't see on Fox News? Not that I watch it all too often, but here's what I saw last night when I did watch it. I watched Laura Ingram uh, two nights ago. I watched Laura Ingram get up there and make a big speech to Ron DeSantis, telling Ron DeSantis to stop, uh, stop uh, saying negative things about Trump. I wanted to reach through the screen and put tape over her mouth, okay? First of all, she always looks like one big, huge plastic bag, all right? She's had more plastic surgery than friggin', you know, uh, than uh, name it. Name me somebody who's had more than Nancy Pelosi, all right? So she gets on there and says, Ron DeSantis, you need to stop saying negative things about Trump. Really? What does he get up there and say? That Trump never collected the money from Mexico to build the wall? That Trump lifted the, de- uh, lifted the, the deficit? I mean, what he says is what Trump has done. What about her getting on there and saying, Donald Trump, stop saying lies about, about Ron DeSantis? He posted a photo. You remember what Trump did to DeSantis? Posted a photo with DeSantis with three girls. He had a beer in his hand. 
It was at a party, made this whole thing like he tried to uh, rape three girls. It was a joke. Any of those girls ever come out of it? There was nothing. Zero. He's Paul Ryan. He's but Paul Ryan. I got more videos of Donald J. Trump saying Paul Ryan is like a fine wine, gets better with age. I don't have that kind of video with Ron DeSantis. So I've got, I got Ron, we're going to talk about the World Economic Forum in a couple of minutes. Do you have one single video of Ron DeSantis anywhere on the internet that says World Economic Forum is a great place to be? Mr. Klaus is a champion. I got him of Trump. So why doesn't she say that? Why doesn't she say, Mr. Trump, stop saying Ron DeSantis is a, is a bad man. He's a great man. He's a great governor, the best we've had in probably our lifetime. Why don't you be nice to him and co- coalesce and get him over, get his people over? I'll tell you why. Because Laura Ingram is afraid to lose more ratings than she already has. Because you know what? She went from 10 p.m. to 7 p.m. She's about to go to 2 p.m. So she doesn't have any listeners. That's why they're all doing the same thing. They don't want to lose their listeners. They don't want to lose their revenue. Candace Owens is the same thing. It takes a brave man or a brave woman to stand up and saying what I'm saying. And you know what? If I lose a couple of people, I'm not listening to him anymore. You're the same person who won't listen to the doctor when they tell you that you've got to put on a little bit of sunscreen there, man. You've got, I don't know, you've got a lot of moles popping up and that one looks like it's cancerous. Oh, no, I don't. Well, you know, I told you to stop smoking. What about when you had the, the, the lung cancer? Ah, it was from something else. These people are in freaking denial. And, and, the, and, and everybody's hurting because of what Joe Biden's doing. But here's the thing. <laughs> four years of Barack Obama. Four years of Barack Obama. We knew everything about him. We knew the truth of what he really was. And we still didn't win. Do you want to know why we didn't win? Because Mitt Romney couldn't get the votes because we took a Mormon who is never going to get the true vote of the Christians and we put him up against Barack Obama. You could have put almost anybody else up against Barack Obama and we were one, but you put a Mormon. Do you remember my, do you remember my cameraman, Rory? Rory was a Christian. He is still a Christian. He is about as Christian as you can get. He said, I can't vote for him. I said, why? He says, he's a Mormon. He's not going to break his religious beliefs for anybody. So we got four more years of Barack Obama. If the audience out there does not think we could get four more years of Joe Biden, they have been living under a rock. So I'm going to say it for the last time, we can move into the World Economic Forum. If the guy in the middle, and for those who are just listening, we have a picture up right now of Ron DeSantis, Mr. Donald J. Trump, and then, of course, that woman from South Carolina. I'm pointing to Trump. If he doesn't lead, it's going to be broken. I'll put it in a better example, maybe more personalized. If you and your brother right now got into an argument, actually, I'm going to ask Ryan. I'm going to pull Ryan in, make sure he's still awake over there. When you and Denny have had arguments before, did I say, you know, Ryan, Dennis is a scumbag anyway. Or did I say to you, hey, Denny, you know what? Ryan's a freaking two-bit loser. Did I say that? No, what did I do? What did I do? If you and your brother right now were to have a brawl, what would I do? Tell us to knock it out and make up with each other. That's right. I would force the two of you to sit down, work out, and hash out your problems. And so this way we were unified as a family. That would be my job as the leader. You can take it at work. 
You can take it at school, you could take it at home, or you could take it at politics. If you do not rally up your team, you are never going to beat the opposing team. Anybody who denies that has not been living a real life. You think there's a chance of a uh, coming together if DeSantis does drop out? There is only one chance that a DeS- Look, I'm not the one who wrote the tweet. I'm the one who's been sitting here saying, I don't care which one it is. We got to beat Biden, right? Hope that message doesn't get lost on people. But if it does, we're probably better off without them. This guy that I just read to you, he's not thinking that way. He's saying, Donald J. Trump, you lost my support because you have literally shot my man in the back with lies. And I'll tell you what, if you look at Ron DeSantis's record and you come away saying he's establishment and he's a rhino, you just don't understand the, the definition of establishment and rhino. He is a conservative. I mean, he is more conservative than sometimes I say, oh, you know what, maybe he shouldn't have gone so hard on Disney because it turns some people off. Do I agree with him? Yeah. Do I agree with the approach of going like he did about Disney and hard as he did? Uh, maybe just peel it back a little bit, Ron. You're stepping on that pedal maybe a little bit too much politically. It's not up to him. He's not the leader of the party, him being DeSantis. It is up to him, Donald J. Trump. So if DeSantis drops out, does he give his uh, you know, uh, support to Donald J. Trump? I don't know. It would take a really big man to do that. Is DeSantis that big of a man? I don't know if I sit back and I look at my wife and they say she faked cancer and uh, Trump tried to make me look like a pedophile and he lied and said that I was this and that and all the other stuff. I don't know if I get past that. I don't know if I'm a weak, weak-spined guy like Ted Cruz. I mean, th- th- you know what? Let me ask you another question. I'll bring both of you in for this question again. No joke. Ready? I'm going to start with you, Ryan, and then I'm going to come back to you, Dennis. I'm a politician. And Donald Trump says negative, harmful, derogatory, and disgusting things about your mother. And I turn a blind eye to that. You lose respect for me? Yeah. All respect? A lot. What about you? Yes. Okay. Ted Cruz's wife was humiliated by Trump on the national stage. And Ted Cruz bent over like some cheap politician. I don't do that. And there's a reason why Ted Cruz will never be president of the United States. It's another reason why Ron DeSantis is only polling where he is. I told you because Donald Trump beat the living crap out of him with lies and BS. And DeSantis sat there and took the punches. If I were running for office, Ryan, and Donald Trump said the things about me that he did DeSantis and we know it's not true. What do you think I would have done? Are you in the aspect of supporting Trump? Or no, you, you would, I am. You would, I am. Take DeSantis out and put me in. I'm Governor Lynch. You would hit back. Adam. I would hit back 10 times. Trump wouldn't have known what hit him. I would have pummeled him. Pummeled him. He didn't. He, you know what he did? He remembered how Rubio got his ass kicked and Cruz got his ass kicked and they all sat there and they just, you know, if you fought back, you lost people. And that's what he did. He was afraid. People don't, that's the one thing. You want to talk about the greatest thing about Trump? I say it to your mother all the time. 
The one thing about Trump that I love more than anything else I love about him is he doesn't take shit from anyone. He will stand up and sling with anyone. He won't back down. That's one of the, why I'm still in the game and I'll get on Facebook Live and I'll champion for that guy all the way to the very end because he won't back down. I love that about him. What I don't like about him is that he doesn't know how to bring people together. And without bringing people together, we're going to have President Biden for another four years. So I'm going to reiterate my message one more time for the light brains out there. I'm not slamming Trump. What I'm telling Trump to do in the same way I would tell him put E-Verify in to secure the border, I'm telling him to reach out to Ron DeSantis and end the bickering. DeSantis doesn't have a shot in hell, but you need his people in order for us to win. Bottom line, case closed. I mean, yeah, well, I kind of keep thinking about how you say uh, Democrats prepare for the worst because if your analysis here is right and that, you know, he doesn't, he wouldn't have a good chance on beating Biden in the general, um, unless DeSantis makes giant headway. If Haley becomes the nominee, I still think that's a losing situation. I don't think you get mobilized Republicans coming out to vote for her. Haley's not going to be the nominee. Donald Trump, the only way Donald Trump is not the nominee is if some one of these weird things that you and I have talked about a lot of times comes up. Either something, somebody hurts him, either from the Democrat Party, right? He gets criminally convicted and he literally is in a jail cell. Or his health gives way because he is the age he is. And this is a very stressful thing for anybody to take. Other than that, he is going to be the nominee. He is not going to lose a state. He is going to win every single primary state, including probably Florida. That's not the problem. The problem is on a national level. you got to look at the numbers. We won 2016, not the popular vote. We won the electoral vote because Hillary Clinton fell asleep at the wheel and didn't go through the, uh, the Rust Belt like he did. But we lost the, the 2018. We lost 2020. We lost 2022 at numbers that we should have won. And we just lost a Florida House seat for somebody who's had Trump on their lawn. What do you else do you need? I'm showing you the x-ray. There's cancer in our lungs. I'm showing you everything you need. There's a reason why you're coughing and hacking. What else do you need? The only thing that's going to convince this person is if they're dead. Then it's too late. So what I'm saying here for the level of winning is if Trump does not call DeSantis, Nikki Haley is irrelevant. If he does not call Ron DeSantis and make amends and bring him over, and bring over his supporters like this guy and so many others like him, we're going to lose. And if we lose, we're going to get the World Economic Forum. You want to go into that? Or do you have something else to say on here? Well, uh, my point was just going to be that, you know, how much is it really Trump compared to Trump's supporter? Because... To that extent, like how you said, like I remember in 2016, he beat up on all of them and none of them fought back, especially Cruz, for that fear of the supporter base. Is it that is it too much loyalty to one man? Cruz was not a governor. He was a senator. Rubio 
was a pro-amnesty Republican. Who give a shit? Nobody really liked Cruz much anyway. There was nobody on that stage that had any sort of real following like Ron DeSantis does. Ron DeSantis is, in my lifetime, the best governor ever. Ever. And he's a good man. And in the same way that Cruz's wife shouldn't have gotten pummeled by Trump, this woman, Casey DeSantis, had breast cancer, damn it. And when he, when Ron DeSantis was by her side getting her treatments, his whole team came out, Trump's whole team came out and started questioning whether or not he was having an affair. I mean, come on, how low are you going to go against the curb? So you're not going to see, I mean, what he, it was one thing to call Cruz's wife ugly. That's one thing. But the stuff that they've pulled here is, is totally, I mean, you're going to put a post up and, and question whether this guy was a pedophile? And meanwhile, you know how many times Trump has been accused by women? I mean, God, he's in New York this week alone going against another woman who's trying to sue him for $10 million because she's saying he did this or this or that. If anybody knows what it's like to be treated unfairly about who you are when that isn't the case, and that's what everybody's believing, that Trump didn't do this to, the, to these women. And I, let me ask you a question. Who do you think would be more of an honest uh, husband? Trump, who's been divorced how many times and how many times has he cheated on people and had to pay off a porn star? Or, or DeSantis. I got stories of DeSantis from when he was in Congress. DeSantis was in Congress. His caucus was going out Friday nights. They're going out parties. They're going out for cocktails. They're going out for dinner. He wouldn't go. You want to know why? He was home doing FaceTime with his wife and his little kids because he missed them because he was in Washington, D.C. You're right. Ron DeSantis' biggest crime... Whoever uh, this uh, said, uh, Candace Owens, his biggest crime to Santos is that he's not a personable guy. He's not the kind of guy you really want to sit down and have a beer with. He's not the life of the party. He's boring as all hell. He forgets to wear his, his lapel. Uh, you know, uh, look, look, look at the picture we have right here. No American flag on Ron DeSantis. No American flag. Uh, but, but you do have an American flag on Donald J. Trump. There's marketing. Are you going to tell me that Donald Trump loves his country more than Ron DeSantis? Because let me tell you what, what Donald Trump did when it was time to serve his country. He didn't. You know what Ron DeSantis did? He put down his baseball. He put down uh, his love. He was playing baseball. He described it the other night on CNN. It was a great story. He played baseball. He loved it. It was nothing more than baseball. He wanted to go into baseball. Wasn't going to be a professional baseball player, but he was a lawyer. And he said, hey, maybe I could be a sports guy or whatever, you know, like an agent or something like that. After 9-11, he said, no. He put down making money as a lawyer. He put down all the different things that he had been able to do for himself financially. And he went over to Iraq. That right there is leadership. That right there is a guy, you know what? I changed my statement. Maybe he doesn't come across as a guy who's going to be, ha ha, let's have a beer together. But when the jokes burn off, he's the guy I want to sit down and, and, and be with for three hours and talk about life over a couple of beers because that's going to be a substantive conversation I'm going to have with somebody. That's a real man right there. That's a real family man. That's a real husband. That's a real governor. That's a real guy who's going to defend his country. So when Trump is going to sit here or Trump's supporters are going to sit here and try to knock this guy and I watch it on our own website, I'd love to have somebody do that in front of me because I will defend him all day long. So then does this just come down to a really bad case of ego? It's because a fucking popularity contest. 
That's what it is. The best thing that ever happened to Donald J. Trump was the left attacking him. Because when you attack Donald J. Trump and when you you steal an election from him, now you personalize it for everybody, right? If you voted for Trump and you found out tomorrow that China did go into those servers, you find out that those, those mail-in ballots were actually, as they looked like in DeSouza's film, stolen, manufactured, and made. Do you feel like Trump got screwed or do you feel like you got screwed? Me. You got screwed. Your, your vote was stolen. It, the one thing that you have in this country that is equal to everybody, I've said this before, you can take the homeless guy who's got nothing but the bag on his back and you can take Bill Gates, who's got basically half the world in his pocket. And in America, both of those men are of equal strength when it comes to voting. They each have one vote. But when you take a normal, everyday person who puts the energy in to maybe make a donation, to support online, and then goes out and pulls with pride a vote, and then you tell that person their vote didn't count because you stole it, now you personalize it. So you want to know why so many people are defending Trump to the level he is and why they ignore all the different things that he's done bad or, or ignore the promises he made and didn't keep? I'll tell you why. Because you personalized it for half this country. You stole from us. And by putting him in a situation with the Department of Justice where you're going to go after him and try to throw him in jail for 400 years because he jaywalked, that's when we all recognize the fact of, hey, if they stole the election from him, they'll steal it from me. If they put him in jail for nothing, they will crucify me. And people at this point are, are, are aligning behind him because they feel as if it's been done to them. And it has been. At the same time as... And I'm 100%. Let's go Trump. Let's go Trump. Because if they steal from you, they're going to steal from me. If they go after you, they're going to go after me. At the same time is that is not licensed to beat the shit out of a good man who has done nothing other than good for his family, his wife, his state, and his country. And I will fight and defend that every single time. Every single fucking time with all the passion I have in my, in, in my bones. That's why I think you would respect me. Because I'm not going to give up to that. If Trump was in front of me today, I'll end on this and we should go to World Economic Forum. When I look at Trump and how people react to him when they're in front of him, they treat him like he's a god versus a man. If Trump were to be in front of me today, I swear to God, may God take me if I'm lying. And he said, hey, DML, how are you doing? First thing out of my mouth would say, Mr. President, I'm going to ask you right now to stop trying to wreck the, 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 the man of Ron DeSantis. Please stop. Not only are you destroying a good man for no reason, but you are going to destroy any chances for us to win and get this country back. That is what I would say to him. I wouldn't ask for his fucking autograph. I wouldn't ask him what he thinks about this or what he thinks about that or great job here or great job there or I'm sorry that you're getting pummeled. All the different things I'd like to say I, the first thing I would lead with is please stop destroying a good man who really is the future of the Republican Party. That's what I'd say. And if somebody doesn't like that, I don't give a shit. Unlike me. It's fair. World Economic Forum. I was going to say, we're at like 50 minutes here, so we're running on time, but uh, maybe we could just save the World Economic Forum for our Friday podcast tomorrow. If, uh, like, just because this I'm, was yeah. too powerful. Th this was a very powerful show. Obviously, I, I let my, um, uh, I don't even want to call it emotions. I'm going to say my passion come out 
And the reason being is before, you know, doing the show this morning, before doing the show, I'm sitting here reading tweets. Can't believe what, I, what it is I'm reading, you know? And, and so it's got to stop. I mean, the bleeding has got to stop. I, 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 we're going to be given a speech in the next two weeks. I think it's on February 1st down in South Florida. And part of my speech is going to be if the GOP does not build a strength behind it, like that of the Democrats, we are going to lose every single election. We're going to lose our country. There's going to be nothing left worth fighting for anymore. So when a topic like this, I mean, we were supposed to talk 30 minutes about this and 30 minutes about the World Economic Forum. You're revving me up. You're hitting my buttons where I'm trying to scream that if somebody doesn't get behind the plane, we're going to crash. Right. Well, look, I, I think to that point, just to, you know, at least with my closing statement, I get it too, because I mean, if you're watching, the screen says it all. I think we're at a very uh, fractured point right now uh, where it's going to be, I know November is the general election, but this is the uh, first stepping stone of what's going to happen up until then. And uh, you're right. We got three bases right now of the, the MAGA Trump camp, uh, the pro Ron camp, and then uh, whoever Nikki is secretly uh, accumulating in her camp. And that needs to kind of fall into that unity that you keep talking about. But I think the only way to do that is the leader of that three, which is Trump, being the one who kind of encompasses it. And I don't think he'll achieve that with Haley because I think she's got her own agenda going on. But as you said, it really... Most normal conservatives have been between Ron and Don. So, you know, it, there needs to be a kumbaya between the two of them. And I think it needs to be initiated by Trump. It has to, to really be give a. It has to be. An, in the same way that you and your brother can't come to terms on an argument, I've got to step in. In this particular case, he's got to be the bigger man. He's got to be the leader. He's got to step in. I'm going to bring in one other thing I forgot to say to you, which is critical. You just said you don't think that Haley's people will go over to Trump. You are correct. They're the number, never Trumpers. So the question becomes, well, how do we win? I said it earlier in the podcast. You've got to believe that for every Haley never Trumper, there is an independent who's getting crushed at the grocery store who's going to say, I don't like Trump, but I like my money better than I hate him. With that said, keep something very, very, very important close to you. Interest rates, inflation, border security, all of those things can be manipulated. So make no mistake, when it starts to hit summertime and travel plans will start to happen, you will see the following take place. Interest rates will start to come down. Inflation will start to come down. The border will suddenly, miraculously, all of a sudden start to become more secure. Biden will champion for those three things that he is doing. And if it does come around to September, November, where you're starting to see the stock market go up and jobs are starting to come back and the border's starting to get more secure and the price of eggs and milk are dropping, people live in the moment. And, Trump, and Biden's going to say, I fixed it. I fixed it all. They were problems because they were handed down to me from Trump. It took a couple of years, but I fixed it. And he's going to have momentum 
by the help of the Fed who's going to help him, and he's going to change his policies down at the border, temporarily so. He's going to win the freaking election, and then all that crap goes right back to where it was. Make no mistake. So if that is what he indeed does, and I plan for that to happen— If that's what happens, those people in the independent world will say, oh, things are getting better. I'm going to stick with Biden because I can't stand Trump. Mark my word. And therefore, he doesn't get for every one never Trumper. He gets a disgruntled independent. It will be he doesn't get the never Trumper and he never gets the independent. And we get blown out like this woman did in the Florida House race. That's that. Until tomorrow, uh, and I could imagine, listen, if you've got a negative comment for something I said today, keep it to yourself. I don't want to read it. That said, until tomorrow, Dennis and I and Ryan, we thank you for uh, participating. I apologize for Denny for not giving him too much of the microphone today. And uh, that's that. Until tomorrow, may God bless you, our troops, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, and the United States of America. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everybody. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and team DML.